Hello again, you're listening to the News at One. As we've been hearing, the ban on no-fault evictions introduced in response to the cost-of-living crisis will be allowed to lapse at the end of this month. The Cabinet meeting this morning has decided not to extend the prohibition despite calls from housing charities and opposition parties to leave the ban in place in order to prevent what they said could be a wave of evictions. Some renters will be able to stay in their homes until June because legislation is already in place to end the ban on a phased basis. Our political correspondent, Paul Cunningham, has more on this now. He joins us from our Doyle studio. And um, Paul, give us the details of what the government ha- has agreed to this morning. I mean, we've just got the bare bones as the Cabinet meeting has just broken up in the past couple of minutes. But as you said, the ban on evictions or the moratorium will not be extended at the end of this month. It means that they will start to commence from April 1st and roll over um, a number of months. And we've also heard that this Green Party idea that in the event of sales that tenants would be given first refusal on purchasing the home if a landlord was selling, that was passed. And we also heard that there was Cabinet also backed the idea that it should be offered to an approved housing body which would allow the tenant to continue living there under a cost rental arrangement. That's the guts of it, but the Housing Minister, Darrell O'Brien, is due to hold a news conference in the next couple of minutes to flesh out that. Is anything known, Paul, of the legal advice from the Attorney-General to the government on the the constitutionality of um, rolling the ban over, maintaining it, keeping it in place? No, we haven't heard from the Minister just yet, and obviously that'll be a a key point to focus. It is usual that the Attorney-General doesn't publish such advice. We just learn from the Minister as to how influential that was in the decision-making process. Give us some flavour of some of the political reaction to this, which uh, which was which was um, coming in even before the formal decision was taken. Yeah, I mean, the uh, leaders and Minister O'Brien met yesterday and the guts of the deal was struck then and that was brought to Cabinet for um, rubber stamping, effectively. Um, Sinn Féin's own O'Brien said, basically, emergency accommodation services are already at breaking point and on that basis what we're going to see is an increase in homelessness numbers. We're going to see children rough sleeping. We're going to see a situation where family with children are forced to seek refuge at Garda stations. The People Before Profit TD Richard Boyd Barrett said the decision was inhuman, shameful and disgusting and he predicted it would consign thousands more to the terrifying and cruel reality of homelessness and the Solidarity TD McBarry said tenants with an eviction order should not walk out into homelessness but instead remain in the property and we've also heard from the Ombudsman for Children Niall Mundoon said he was very concerned about the decision. The CEO of Threshold also said he believed it would increase homelessness. So right across the political spectrum, from opposition parties, they think this is a a bad idea, it's going to exacerbate the problem. But it was interesting to note that the uh, Minister for the Environment, Eamon Ryan, on the way in to Cabinet, said the reason for maintaining the ban, or um, they viewed Mm. that it could actually act as a deterrent for people renting properties, resulting in a market contracting and rents going up. So that was part of the reason for the Cabinet decision today. And just a word about uh, some uh, government dissent or gov- dissent on the government benches. Green TD Nessa Harrigan was telling Claire Byrne a little earlier uh, about uh, her unhappy at this decision. But there won't be a, a dull vote on this, will there? So uh, TDs won't, won't have to take a stand one way or the other. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, she had raised concerns on Sunday night. Um, she has confirmed that and what was pointed about it was that she critiqued both those two um, solutions that Eamon Ryan was putting forward as ameliorating the difficulties, that idea of tenants given first refusal and approved housing bodies involved. She said it simply wasn't good enough. It wasn't going to be helpful enough to ameliorate the problems that were going to be triggered by lifting the ban. It was interesting to note that zoning in on that was Solidarity's Mick Barry who said it wasn't enough for Green Party TDs to express 
express concern anymore. They had to act to stop this. Very good. Paul Cunningham at Leinster House. Thank you for that. Well, we're also joined from the uh, Dáil by the Labour Party leader, Ivana Bacek. You're welcome to the programme, Deputy, and thank you for talking to us this, this lunchtime. So we now have this formal Cabinet decision, very much as expected. What, what do you make of it? Uh, well, thank you for inviting me on, Brian. And first to say that it's really regrettable, really disappointing to see government taking this approach. You say it was expected, but in fact, the government had been saying uh, for some weeks now, in response to questions from me and other opposition leaders, they had been suggesting that they were, well, indeed saying, that they were seriously considering an extension of the ban, that they were taking legal advice, that they would be coming back before Patrick's Day. They made that commitment. And I think that was creating a sense that there was going to be some extension of the ban. And I have to say, you know, looking at the numbers of people who are now homeless, 11,754 people now homeless, that is a record number. It's an appalling record. And yet, the government's saying that they're not going to extend it at all. So we're going to have families now facing this, and it is a cliff edge, starting on the 1st of April, over a number of months then, depending on when people got their original termination notice. We're going to see people being evicted. And we've seen uh, so many of those on the front line helping and supporting those in homelessness who are saying that this is such a backward step, that it is heaping pressure on those on the cusp of homelessness, as the Simon community have said. All of us are seeing this in our own constituencies, and I really think it's most regrettable government didn't act, at least for a few months, on a short-term basis, to try and ensure that they would have a breathing space to put in place the necessary infrastructure, things like the tenant-in-situ scheme, that would have enabled supports for people who would otherwise be at risk of homelessness. Right, well, we'll hear presumably or we expect to hear in, in due course maybe before the end of this programme from Dara O'Brien who I think is speaking to, to reporters at Leinster House as, as we speak. I, I said it was an expected decision because since the, the party leaders met last night at that point it was clear that uh, the decision had been taken to, to allow the ban to lapse but what about the legislation that we've been told that's in place to uh, allow people to, to stay on despite uh, notices to quit uh, on a phased basis until June. What's your understanding of of how that is going to or expected to operate. Well, that's that's precisely what was already passed. That's the existing ban, which was always going to be lifted on an incremental basis, starting on the 1st of April, and then some tenancies, however, will last until 1st of June. That is dependent on when the original notice to quit was given. But it's still leaving so many families, so many individuals now facing this hor- horrific situation of not knowing where they're going to live. And I'm hearing every day from renters in my own constituency who are distraught at the prospect of trying to find a new place to live. So those who are now, those and many of them thought, I think understandably, that there might be some extension at least, and that is not now the case. The tenant in situ scheme that the government has promised us that would, would enable, in other words, local authorities, local councils to buy houses from landlords who want to sell, thereby enabling tenants to stay on, that has been shamefully slow. Government have said they were ramping it up. We've got figures from Dublin City Council that only seven, only seven tenant in situ purchases were closed in the last two months. Right. That is not a sign of a government that is moving swiftly to keep families out of homelessness. Was there, in your view, any legal impediment to extending the ban? Well, you know, clearly it would be good to see what the Attorney General's advice is. But if we if we look at the Constitution, which is always being cited as the reason why the ban can't be, uh, you know, why the ban uh, can't be extended for, for, for too long, the Constitution in Article 43 does protect private property, but it also recognises that governments can regulate the, ex- the, the, the right to hold private property in line with the exigencies of the common good and principles of social justice. The courts will take a proportionate look 
look at what is what is a balanced way for government to approach the balance the, the, the protection of mm-hmm. private property with the interests of the social of social justice and the common good. And I do think, Brian, that in a circumstance where we're seeing record homelessness figures, where there's such a shortage of supply, I think it would have been proportionate to extend even for a few short months, and perhaps with additional conditions enabling, for example, landlords to uh, to to move back into their mm-hmm. own properties. So I think there would there was a, there was a way of doing this that would have passed constitutional muster. Vanna Bacek, leader of the Labour Party, thanks for talking to us. Thank you.